You're listening to Her Life Unfolds. I'm your host, Glennis Clarice. For those of you who are new to the podcast, here is where we celebrate the journey of women who are working to create not only the life of their dreams, but the life that they deserve. This is a platform where we will have some hard yet very honest conversations that will allow us to take a deeper look into how we as women navigate being a woman in today's world. Whether you're seeking motivation to pursue your dreams, looking for practical advice on personal development, or simply enjoy hearing stories of incredible women, Her Life Unfolds is the podcast for you. So welcome to this journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. In this episode of the podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with Natalie Beavers, the founder of Angels of Epilepsy, which is a 501c3 nonprofit charity and advocacy organization that supports and advocates and provides educational information and resources within the epilepsy community. Uh, The foundation was started in 2008 and has assisted many survivors and families throughout the state of Georgia and beyond. My conversation with her was um, inspiring, to say the least, and um, also moved me to wanting to give back more to the community and those in need. And so I hope that as you listen to uh, this interview with her, uh, that you are too inspired to give back to the community in some way and show your support of so many people who are in need. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Her Life Unfolds. All right. So can you share with you, can you share, (laughs) okay. Can you share your personal story or inspiration behind starting Angels of Epilepsy? Well, I've been living with epilepsy for 41 years now, so I do celebrate this, but I've been living with epilepsy for quite a long time. It's been some, you know, hard situations and trials and tribulations but I was diagnosed at the age of five um and that was yes and that was in the early 1980s so if you can imagine back then you know many people you know they didn't know about epilepsy and seizures quite a bit but I had a high temperature and my parents um you know, took me to the hospital because it was uncontrollable. They took me to the hospital, to the ER, and um, I started having convulsions, which which were the seizures. Mm -hmm. And um, when they took me to the hospital, they saw a neurologist there and they stated that I needed to actually see an actual doctor slash neurologist to see about my, the seizure activity that they saw. Mm -hmm. And from there, my parents, you know, had a 
appointment for me to see a neurologist. They did some EEG scans and brain monitoring. And they also did an MRI scan and they noticed a scar on the left side of my brain. It was the size of a dime on my left temporal lobe of the brain. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when they diagnosed me with epilepsy. So, you know, my parents, I, I call them warriors, to be honest with you, especially my dad. He worked for the fire department, Atlanta Fire Department. And, you know, he did his own research, too, to know about epilepsy and seizures. So he kind of schooled, you know, everyone in my family. I had two siblings and um, also two even my classmates as well as teachers um, at and staff at the school so they can know about epilepsy and seizures and what to do if I were to have an episode. Mm -hmm. So definitely, you know, it was challenging times, but it was also a learning process as well, you know, dealing with epilepsy and seizures. But during my middle school years, um, you know, I did have had the, you know, off and on seizure activity. My high school years, mm -hmm. I had no seizures at all no oh, wow. seizures at all and the physician you know the neurologist at the time in the early 1990s he was like hey she's grown out of her seizures we can take her off medication but my freshman year in college my seizures returned oh wow <laughs> yeah so it was kind of like shocking but it was like yeah. okay has epilepsy this is something that we have to deal with mm -hmm. and um from then on you know I just had to have that you know capability to say I'm an adult now I have to live my life I became a mother you mm -hmm. know um you know my oldest son you know I had no seizures during that pregnancy but my second son my baby he was high risk pregnancy I had seizures during my entire pregnancy with him and oh I called him oh yeah, yeah. I, I call him my miracle baby. So yeah. it was quite hard. But, you know, again, I just share my story to also encourage those in the epilepsy community, you know, of, you know, it's just so important for us to share our stories because you never know there's someone out there who is just like you. So yeah. definitely I share the story. Wow. That's an amazing story. It really is. And I yeah. can only imagine how how it felt when you didn't have that period of when you, when you didn't have any seizure, seizures. Yeah. And then when you went to college and you started having them again. So I can only imagine what that must have, that journey for you was yeah. like for you. Yeah, yeah. So what specific initiatives or programs does Angels of Epilepsy undertake to support individuals with epilepsy? Well, our organization, we definitely um, support so many people, not just we're located in Atlanta, Georgia, but we support many of those in other states and also internationally. But um, our initiative and definitely programs um, that we have are known for our support group meetings. So many people um, join our support group meetings across the U.S. and even in other countries like Canada. Oh, wow. And it's from parents to caregivers, um, survivors in the epilepsy community. They join our support group meetings. You know, every month we talk, we, we, we are known for our open table discussion where, you know, we definitely have, you know, presentations, you know, from pharmaceutical companies or medical resources. 
um, that share, you know, their products or things of such. But we're known for our open table discussion where those in the epilepsy community can literally talk to each other as if we're sitting down at a family table and we're just talking to discuss things that are important. So it is very, very important for our organization to definitely you know, just talk. Many people within this particular community, like the epilepsy community, sometimes people just need someone to talk to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So let me just ask you this. How long has your organization been in effect? Our organization, we just celebrated 15 years. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. We just oh, wow. celebrated 15 years. Um, we had an event here in Atlanta on November the 11th, and it was so amazing. You know, each year it grows. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard, kind of hard, you know, being that uh, minority, you know, nonprofit business owner. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, our organization over the past few years have grown. And again, you know, it's so grateful for us to see epilepsy survivors and families that come from other states to come to our event. Wow. You know? So it's amazing. It's great. That's impact. That really yes. is impact. And I know you're proud. I'm proud to even hear that. <laughs> so congratulations. Yes. I know it's going to get bigger and grow beyond what it is now. 15 Thank years. So that, that's an accomplishment. That really is. Thank so, you so much. You're welcome. So can you highlight a success story or memorable moment that demonstrates the impact of your foundation's work? I would say, to be honest with you, one of the we've had several successful moments because our mm-hmm. organization has received um, accolades as well as awards. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the years that we've been, you know, uh, in service for the community over the past fifteen years. But one thing, to be honest with you, that I just I, I believe I will never forget mm-hmm. um, is when Angels of Epilepsy received a phone call at our office from Tyler Perry Studio. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And it was actually producers of mm-hmm. the um, show Divorce Court. And I'm wow. saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, I'm, I've never been married, so I don't know why you're calling. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they were calling us because they did their own research to find an epilepsy organization or an advocate that they could speak with in regards to a couple that was dealing with issues with their relationship mm-hmm. and the husband had epilepsy. Oh, and they were wow. looking, yeah, and they were looking for an expert that's mm-hmm. related to the epilepsy community. And oh my gosh, when they called and I was like, I'm assuming I'm an expert because I've been living with epilepsy for 40 years. So I said, I believe I'm an expert. And Mm -hmm. immediately they asked if they can just do an interview with me for about two hours. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. And right (laughs) after that, two days later, it was a driver to pick me up to go to Tyler Perry Studios. And... It was something that I still have a dream of today, to be honest with you, uh-huh. because I love Tyler Perry so much. Uh-huh. And, you know, just by just being part, you know, on his, you know, platform, 
and at his studios, I was like, I'm blessed. And I also, yes. um, I also had dinner with Judge Lynn, not dinner, but excuse me. Um, we had a luncheon with mm-hmm. Dr. Um, excuse me, Judge Lynn, who was the judge, you know, for that uh, yeah. show, mm-hmm. for that show. So we had uh, lunch and she was like, come on and sit down, you know, you can sit down with us. It's no problem. So I, it was just a pleasure just to be around people that I actually look at on TV. You know, so that was great. And also to just actually put our organization, you know, um, out there, you know, Angels of Epilepsy and what we do for the community. So everything went great. Wow. That's that limit. Listen, (laughs) that right thing. Oh, my gosh. Only only up from here. Only up from there. I'm pretty sure you are on a lot of people's radar simply because of the work that you've done. And then the fact that Tyler Perry, that you have that connection and that he knows about you and the foundation and the work that you've done says a lot. It really does. Yeah. If I, if I can actually meet him personally one day, you know, you will. That, that, that will be my, <laughs> that will be a miracle. Like, oh, my gosh, I would love to meet him personally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So in in what ways? does angel of epilepsy contribute to raising awareness about epilepsy during this month of epilepsy month and beyond well definitely you know we raise awareness 24 7 you know Uh all year long but it's november is so important it's such a blessing that you know epilepsy has the recognition of epilepsy awareness month in november so that's that's number one but also too you know there's so many epilepsy survivors parents and caregivers that just need to know that there are people out there who are just like you yeah you know that there are people out there who care for you such as angels of epilepsy you know and we definitely i believe social media is like the number one communication outlet for us to definitely for anybody but definitely for nonprofit organizations to kind of interact you know, with other people within their community. So definitely for the month of November, we share educational information and resources on social media. We will have a live chat with some epilepsy survivors coming at the end of the month, you know. Um, Also too, you know, we have our monthly support group meetings. So this particular month, because it's special, we have an actual neurologist in Atlanta Uh at at Grady Health Systems, at Emory Health Systems, that will actually be speaking with epilepsy survivors, parents and caregivers at our open table discussion at our virtual support group meeting. So things like this, it's important, you know, definitely for the epilepsy community. Again, we do this all the time, but just you know, specifically focusing on November being Epilepsy Awareness Month. It is so great for just our organization and other people doing it as well. That's amazing. So what are some common misconceptions about epilepsy that you aim to address through your foundation activities? I would definitely say because to be honest with you, there are many in the minority community who are, I would say some of them may be unafraid, you know, to speak about their life experience with epilepsy. Um, And 
seeing someone like myself, yes, I'm the founder and president of a nonprofit organization, which is Angels of Epilepsy, but I became an advocate um, maybe about two to three years after I started um, our nonprofit 15 years ago. So just someone hearing your story and you telling them about, hey, I have epilepsy too. This is what I've been through. You know, people could say, wow, I'm just like her. Our story, our stories are similar. So I, I want people to, yeah, you know, other epilepsy survivors to kind of know that they're not in this alone. So we want to definitely break that stigma when it comes to epilepsy awareness, but also we need more advocates yeah. out there, you know, to share their story so they can help mm-hmm. other people who are just like them. Absolutely. Right. Because no one person is alone. Um, Absolutely. Either you, ha- either if you, ha- you, you're living with that or not, we are all serving each other in whatever capacity that may be, big or small. And so we are all connected one to the to to each other. And so your story of epilepsy connects with someone else, but for someone who is not a uh, have experienced it. We are still connected because we should all learn about this so that we can be prepared and, and help, you know, the community. As exactly. Well. Especially yeah. for those who especially for those who are new, you know, mm-hmm. being newly diagnosed, you mm-hmm. know, or have a child, you know, or a significant other who is newly diagnosed. Many of them mm-hmm. need to hear from other people because it kinds of help them, you know, a mm-hmm. lot you know, give them some definitely comfort to say, wow, my my son or my daughter or my significant other, or I am not the only Mm -hmm. one dealing with it. Right. You're not alone. That's right. So can you discuss any partnerships? Well, you just spoke of Tyler Perry, (laughs) but can you discuss (laughs) any partnerships or collaborations that your organization has formed to enhance its impact? Yes, um, our organization, you know, again, we are nonprofit organizations. So we have um, partnered with the Epilepsy Foundation of America. That That is one of our um, biggest um, organizations that we've actually partnered with over the past few years. But we also have partnered with pharmaceutical companies like, like Norellis, as well as um, UCB. Because again, those particular companies, um, they specialize particularly in neurology or seizures epilepsy so when they hear about angels of epilepsy and it's so shocking that they've contacted us we didn't contact them they contacted us to say hey we know about you wow we would like to you know partner and kind of do some things together you Mm -hmm. know to kind of spread the awareness and myself you know being an advocate you know and sharing my story you know, and also just spreading the awareness and trying to get more people involved within the community. It's like, let's contact Angels of Epilepsy organization. So let's see what we can possibly do. So it's it's great. It's absolutely great. We love to travel, you know, dealing with our partnerships. And also when they come to Atlanta, the Epilepsy Foundation just recently came to Atlanta and had a, um, a, a PHI um you know, session here in Atlanta for the entire weekend. And so many epilepsy survivors, parents, caregivers came to Atlanta for it. And I was part of one of their panel panel discussions. So it was so great just for, you know, just to see how there's an impact within the epilepsy out there. Definitely. That's that's amazing. So 
what challenges we've talked about the impacts but what challenges have you faced in running a foundation focused on epilepsy and how have you overcame them one of the main challenges to be honest with you that we've had from the beginning even to now mm -hmm. is um, i would say funding um, again, yeah. a lot of minority businesses in general um, have some, you know, difficulties or issues when it comes to that. But when you are a nonprofit organization, it is it is very difficult because in order for your organization to con to have a continuance of the mission, you know, that that you do that you have, you have to have funding or donations or sponsorship. And to be honest with you, that is a challenge that even our organization has today. You know, um, those in the minority community kind of have a more difficult time, you know, than others. But it doesn't stop, you know, it doesn't stop me as the founder. It doesn't stop Angels of Epilepsy to continue, you know, to do what we do. You know, unfortunately, right now we do have a waiting list for oh, wow. those who are in need of assistance with certain items, certain um, medical gift cards that we give, you know, to those who are in need of medical prescriptions, um, you know, medical ID necklaces and bracelets and so forth. There's a waiting list because we have to look at our financial planning, but in order for us to, to, to continue the service, sometimes we have to put people on a waiting list and when we when we receive those fundings mm -hmm. you know that's we that's when we contact them and say hey we're ready for you let's go ahead and do it but i just yeah. you know hopefully one day you know we will have it where you know angels of epilepsy will be a a, a inconsistent you know uh, ability to continue um, at a at a great streamline, I would say, with giving to those who are in need. In other words, I'm that kind of person. When someone calls our office and they say, "Hey, we're in need of help," and you, and also too, due to the pandemic, uh -huh. you know, um, you know, we had COVID, and then after that, we had the pandemic. You're dealing with inflation and things of such. There are even parents who say, "I am in need of help to feed my children." You know, who my child has epilepsy. You know, yeah. so Angels of Epilepsy have our relief packages that we give to the community to help them, you know, um, in, in regards to those things. So, again, that's one, uh, I would say a major, you know, thing that we have thus far that is on the mm -hmm. top of our list that we have. But other than that, you know, our, our job is to continue, you know, spreading the awareness, um, having our support group meetings. Our, uh, we also have health fairs throughout the year. You know, to give that information, we have panel discussions at these health fairs so they can hear from different people and get mm -hmm. the different aspects from doctors, epilepsy survivors, parents, caregivers, you know, within the community. So we're, we're continuing to do it. So, yeah. you know, I can't I can't really complain, but there are some yeah. challenges. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that comes with the territory. And the main thing is that you keep pressing on. Um, you've been in this for a very long time and you are impacting a lot of lives. And um, I can just say that I appreciate that about you. Just following through with what your heart is telling you to do. And the proof, the fruit is there. You can just look at what you've done and that's your fruit. And 
that's no denying, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the favor that is on you and your foundation in um, impacting the lives that you, you do, you touch. I, so that's great. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. So you're welcome. So you, you spoke about a waiting list. So in that case, what resources or support systems do you provide or do you, you lead them to somewhere else to get help? Well, they actually can get help with our organization, period. Um, our, our organization, and to be honest with you, our organization is somewhat different compared to other nonprofit organizations. Um, you know, many people, I would say organizations, they have, they give rather medical information and resources. You know, they may have workshops and health seminars and so forth throughout the year. But our organizations, our organization, Angels of Epilepsy, we give. They have to understand that people within the epilepsy community, some of them are in need of assistance. And when I say need, again, it's about medical prescriptions. In order for us to survive, we need our medical, our, we need our pharmaceutical, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, many people with epilepsy can't drive. So what do we do? We provide transportation for them locally. We also pro- we give Uber and Lyft vouchers. If they call us and say, "Hey, I need to get to my doctor's appointment," or "I just need to get, you know, to my son's school and I can't drive," you know, if I need to get to a grocery store, you know, there yeah. and back. Again, doctor's appointments are very, very important when it comes for us providing transportation for them. We provide Uber and gift vouchers. Again, many people. We, we are located in Atlanta, but we provide across the U.S. So again, we provide the services here in Atlanta, but we also provide those Uber and Lyft vouchers, you know, for those who are out of state that say, hey, I need to get here. I need to get there because it is so important for people who have epilepsy or seizures that they cannot drive for a certain period of time. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. So how do you envision the future for Angels of Epilepsy and its role in the epilepsy community? I would definitely hope for, you know, Angels of Epilepsy to have a big, big office. And when I say big office, I mean where it's my vision. I have a vision board and my vision board has it where we renovate a vacant building. Um, Atlanta and surrounding areas, you know, as you know, they have plenty of buildings that we could possibly renovate, you Uh know, because there are many epilepsy survivors that need a day with someone who is who are are just like them. They need to have the personal meetings with each other, but also to public support group meetings there. Also to caregivers they need a break. They spend the majority of their time taking care of that child or that teenager or that significant other. Mm -hmm. That caregiver needs a break so they can drop that patient off, you know, at Angels of Epilepsy's, you know, House of Hope Mm -hmm. and give them a full day so they can just have that time and peace for themselves. So we have a lot of things you know, that we're jotting down, you know, and hoping, you know, again, it takes funding, but hoping to accomplish, you know, in our state of Georgia, we also too, I have a vision 
of angels of epilepsy having chapters in different states. Yeah. Um, we can have an epilepsy, um, an angels of epilepsy chapter in Chicago, in New York, in, in mm-hmm. you know, Birmingham, Alabama, North Carolina, um, because there are so many people that's, that contact us and say, wow, I wish you guys were here in Chicago. I wish you guys were here in New York. And that right there is like a buzz in my head. Like we need to get some chapters going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be, you know, angels of epilepsy across the U.S. And those are considered yeah. quote unquote chapters, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's a possibility we can make that happen. So that's what myself and our organization is looking for in the near future. Well, I see that happen happening for you. I know it's going to happen. So <laughs> I'm going to be glued to your Instagram, you know, for when this all unfolds for you, because I do feel that you will get there. I know you will. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. So can you speak to the importance of community engagement and support for individuals living with epilepsy? Yes, um, definitely. As a epilepsy survivor for 41 years, as an advocate, I speak to those who are living with epilepsy, number one. I, I, I want to give them the empowerment to let them know that you're not alone. There are so many other people out there who are just like you. So don't feel discouraged, you know, and that your life is completely over or not the same as it was before, you know, previous to your diagnosis. There are so many people out there. Um, I also let them know to go on social media and interact with other epilepsy survivors. Angels of Epilepsy number one um, uh, communication is social media. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, if it wasn't for those platforms, I believe our organization wouldn't be where it is today. Because it has that, you can also one-on-one interact with people, but not only that, you can hear about different support group meetings in your area, you know, or virtually. You could also just know when certain, um, you know, programs, you know, workshops and things are going on. But if you're sitting there and not doing anything, that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get nothing. So it's always good to interact with those within the epilepsy community. You know, join those support group meetings. It is so, so much important. I also say that to um, the epilepsy um, caregivers, those who are caregiving for someone in the epilepsy community. I also really, again, I want so many epilepsy survivors to kind of break the stigma and to become that advocate. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be ashamed to share your story. You're, yeah. you, you are the chosen one. Yes, we're living with an invisible illness. Yes, it's a brain condition and that brain condition affects everything in our bodies. But we're here for a reason. We are the chosen ones. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not why not share your story so you can empower and encourage so many others out there? Because mm-hmm. if I always say, if when I come off stage and I get through speaking and sharing my story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I come off stage, I always say say to myself, if I can just touch one person, that's right. okay with me. Mm-hmm. That's okay with me. That's so, right. 
So again, just the advocacy part, um, our organization is also getting ready for an advocacy program real soon to kind of um, give some uh, teaching and lessons to those, um, you know, survivors or parents or caregivers that would like to become an advocate because definitely we need more. So we will also have our um, advocacy program coming up very soon. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. So, you know, to piggyback off of that, as far as how to get involved, how can someone get involved with your organization or are there any volunteer opportunities or how can they do that? Absolutely. They can go to our website. We need volunteers all the time, whether it's virtual um, or public, you know, events that we have. They can feel free to contact our organization at any time. Um, It's on our website. They can message us and say, hey, I am interested in becoming a volunteer, you know, or again, just participating, you know, in something. Many um, epilepsy survivors, they say, hey, if you have a support group meeting coming up, you know, I'm a um, caregiver of someone with epilepsy. I would like to share my journey. So again, just interacting with different ways as far as volunteers, definitely. But we have definitely in Atlanta, we have our public, you know, um, uh, health fairs, seminars, workshops. We also have our IME campaign, you know, which is also like a workshop when we get everybody together to share their story. So we have some things coming up. So we also tell them to join the actual volunteer, um, you know, service that we have so they can get updates, you know, with our, up, you know, dates with our upcoming events and so forth. But we always definitely would love, you know, volunteers to definitely support our community. Okay. And so speaking of those events and all of the wonderful things you have coming up, where can they go to find that? Is it on your website primarily or social media or everywhere? It's, it's everywhere. Everything that we have on our social media is um, is definitely on our website. But also to Angels of Epilepsy, we have our monthly, um, excuse me, our monthly newsletters that goes out to our subscribers. So we always tell people to also subscribe to our monthly newsletters and all of that information they can see it monthly. You know, if everything in our um, in our newsletters, they can see updated events, volunteer where they can volunteer and do things, you know, and again, just also just joining, you know, with Angels of Epilepsy, they can definitely join our, uh, subscribe to our monthly newsletters, definitely. But again, so um, our social media platforms, it is great for people to also follow us because they will also see everything there as well. Okay. And what are those handles, those usernames and your website address and everything? (laughs) Yes, we're on um, Instagram. It's angels underscore of underscore epilepsy. And on Twitter, um, it is, which is now X um, uh, social media platform. It is AO Epilepsy. Um, our page is on there. We also are on Facebook at the Angels of Epilepsy Foundation. And also you can follow Angels of Epilepsy under Natalie Y. Beavers, but you can see all Angels of Epilepsy information under there as well. We're even also on Pinterest, you guys. <laughs> and, and you can have you can follow us on Pinterest, see some good things on there as well under Angels of Epilepsy. And again, everything is on our website at www.angelsofepilepsy.org. All right. So I have a question, another question. Um, so 
years ago, I think 2014, I was working um, and a coworker of mine had epilepsy. We didn't know it until she had a seizure and she was out on the floor. And so it startled a lot of us and mm. we just really didn't know what to do. So in a situation like that, what advice could you give to someone who doesn't know someone has epilepsy and they have a seizure? What's the best uh, thing to do? The best thing to do is definitely, you can always Google search, definitely, but our website has an education page that actually has the seizure um, first aid tips for people to go and kind of see how to deal with seizure first aid. Also to um, the Epilepsy Foundation um, has a session where you can become seizure first aid certified. And it is very, again, very important for people to know about epilepsy because we've received calls from individuals that said someone had a seizure at my job. I have no information about what to do. And I guide them to, you know, our website as well as the Epilepsy Foundation because I am going to work as well as far as, um, businesses, mm -hmm. even those who work in like public transit, you know, dealing with people who are riding the bus, yeah. people who are at MARTA stations here in Atlanta, you know, pub just particular public transits. Angels of Epilepsy also helped the AJ's Seizure Safe School Bill to be passed this year. Oh, wow. um, AJ Taylor, he was an award recipient at our um, 15th annual awareness celebration. AJ Taylor is so amazing. Um, he grew up having epilepsy and seizures in school. And he decided to say, hey, I want to become this advocate to get Georgia to pass the seizure safe school bill. Um, and contacted our organization to say, hey, we would love for you guys to join our team to assist us. And it happened, you know, it didn't get, the bill didn't get passed the first time, but that second time we had faith and it did pass this, um, this past summer in Atlanta. So we're so thankful for the governor to do, to, to help us do that and especially yeah. get the AJ, AJ's bill passed. But again, people, the, the strange thing about epilepsy, they don't know about it until someone around them actually have a seizure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's scary for them. So we always tell people to try their best to kind of get education, you know, kind of heads up because anyone at any time at any age could be diagnosed with epilepsy. Mm -hmm. Someone could someone could be overheated and just have a seizure right there in front of you. Yeah. Right. So what is it that what is it that you're going to do? If someone don't know about seizure first aid, that's going to be complicated for them and that person yeah. that's laying mm -hmm. there so mm -hmm. we definitely definitely emphasize um seizure first aid training and our organization um as well as morehouse school of medicine we partner with them a lot doing the seizure first aid sessions wow yeah education is key because it can be scary it can be scary to, to see that in front of you and not know what to do like you feel helpless so it's important to get educated so i can I can say that that's one thing that I will be doing <laughs> is, is being educated. Yeah. Thank yeah. For that. Everyone mm -hmm. needs to get educated about epilepsy and seizures. Definitely. 
Yeah. So what's next for Angels of Epilepsy? Um, I would say what's next, what we really want to do. Um, we've had our support group meetings, you know, virtually, but I believe that we need to kind of, we have a lot of followers on social media. So I believe that we definitely need to do more of live sessions, whether it's Facebook Live or Instagram Live, where we include epilepsy survivors, you know, parents or caregivers, because majority of the followers that we have are definitely of those in the epilepsy community and they need to hear the voices, you know. So those who those who may not can attend, you know, uh, via you know, Zoom, when we have our support group meetings, many of them stay on social media so much. Right. Also, also, those who are just on social media can just hear the voices of those in the epilepsy community, you know? So I believe we are definitely going to do more of the actual live sessions. The live sessions, again, we want to let those out there to hear the voices. The voices in the epilepsy right. community must be heard. So mm -hmm. I believe that's definitely something that we are going to do, um, you know, for the upcoming year, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And I encourage all of you, you listeners, uh, whenever you are listening to this, to please go and support, sign up, follow on social media, because I do believe that, you know, although you've been doing this for 15 years, it's only up from here. I can only see that with the chapters and just more partnerships to really bring awareness uh, to epilepsy and how so many of us can get involved and help others yeah. with this. So I really appreciate your time here tonight with me, Natalie. I will be going to the website and, and signing up because I would like to get involved and volunteer where I can and and help to spread the word to help uh, bring awareness, more awareness to epilepsy and how we can be prepared and educated. And um, uh, yeah. Our, our organization would greatly appreciate your support, you know, for the epilepsy community. And also again, just be becoming a volunteer. So you can also just see the other faces, you know, in the epilepsy community of those who are in need. So I believe that will be great. So definitely, thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, and I would love to have you back next year and and see where you have grown since today, because I know you will grow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I'm just looking yes. forward to that. And I know that, you know, God has used you in a great way and he will continue to do that. So I am um, very excited and proud of you. So oh. congratulations on all your success. And thank you again uh, for being here on Her Life Unfolds. Okay, thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Her Life Unfolds. I'm your host, Glennis Clarice. Until next time, stay inspired and empowered. Her Life Unfolds is a Miss Be More production.